0: Are you ready to change your mind? Are you ready to rethink the truth about reality? It's time to go on a journey into this weird world. Hello and welcome back to this weird world. My name is Tansy Bajant, and I'm your host for this show. So we have made it to February, and if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, like many of my dear friends and family, you will be experiencing quite a lot of cold weather, and that chill seems to be permeating not just the land and the space around, but going into the very bones of everyone I know, so I'm holding everyone with that, with a sense of the Madeiran warmth where I'm finding myself at the moment, but I am so aware of those themes of February, that cold, the dark, the the centre of winter as we move through the year. But there is reason to be hopeful. So February is also a time for Aquarius and the star in the tarot, and it's a time for experiencing the light growing, particularly as we've moved from January, where it was the darkest month of the year, and we were with themes of the devil. So if you listened to my last podcast, you will have heard the themes of Capricorn and the devil And also an introduction to my program that I'm running with my dear friend, Amanda Simon, called Enchanting Fortuna. And this actually, this episode is a continuation of that. So in this episode today, we will be talking about Aquarius and the star and all the light that that brings to this moment in time. And so as we've moved from those sort of devil or darker, heavier energies, we're moving now into a more expansive, more vulnerable, more open energies. And so it's not, it's not to say that it's particularly easy, it's much more of a time for exploration of ourselves and our connection to the outer world, to others and to the greater cosmos. And February does try to bring us some joyful moments with Imbolc and Valentine's Day and Shrove Tuesday and both my parents' birthdays. So there's lots to celebrate in February and to welcome the changing of the seasons and the changing of the light. And this whole process of doing this podcast um, for this year, I will intermingle other episodes within it, but each month I will be looking at that month and just exploring the themes, so that we can live with the seasons, the seasons of the world and the seasons within our own bodies, within our own emotions. So this episode is a conversation between myself and Amanda about yes, all of these themes that we've been talking about. So I really hope that you enjoy it and you just find that at this time we are experiencing certain rhythms that it's important to be aware of so that we can work with them rather than sort of fighting against them to recognise the potency of all that is going on around us and within us and to hold a space for those. So I really hope that you find this interesting and inspiring and I would love to hear your views and if you do feel impassioned to join us on our journey then do go over to EnchantingFortuna.com and see uh, what we are offering there. Um, So we will be putting out a recorded class and we write blog posts and we are doing ceremonies each month and yeah just a way to kind of connect to each other and connect to the world so I really hope that you enjoy this episode, and I'm looking forward to speaking to you on the other side. So Amanda, welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you. It's lovely to be back.
0: Oh, it's so wonderful to have you back two months uh, in a row. So we have entered February and how has February been for you so far? Um, strong.
1: I still feel like, well, do you know what? I feel space and time is very strange at the moment because there's this kind of static epicness, (laughs) If if that makes sense. There's something epic about the staticness and it feels, um, more and more mysterious as time goes on and I, d- I don't mean that in a trite way I, I mean that genuinely like the longer this kind of state of affairs that we're all experiencing in different ways continues the more mysterious it seems and the more kind of yeah un- unknowable you know like the way mm-hmm. a kind of sense that we're grappling with something which is deeply... <laughs> Strange, <laughs> um, and not, I don't just mean the virus. I mean the whole state of affairs. And it's yeah, it's it's. Um, I think that's as much what what is apparent to me at this moment in time. And in, in that you ask, and I suppose just doing everything I can to keep. When we talked, I think we talked last time about that. You know, the process of the caterpillar, and that. I don't I'm not sure if we did talk about it on the podcast, but how those imaginal cells are the things that enable that pu- pupae that's been in that, you know, um, putrefied state and is liquid to become the butterfly. And so I'm just really holding that image of like what keeps your imagination alive is the kind of most important thing at the moment for me in the depths of winter, in the depths of such stasis, in the depths of such kind of um, really strong astrological conditions and you know cycles at
0: work. It's interesting that you, you actually say all of that because what I wanted to talk about today as well was the star card, which is associated with February and Aquarius everything that you're saying about your experience of February is kind of contained within that, you know, this oh. sense of being still and aware of this kind of wider, this wider uh, cosmos around us, but also the chaos that can ensue, this sort of sense of the world out there and us in this stasis moment or a stasis state where we are still and almost contemplating Rather than really moving in haste towards anything, we're really taking a moment for reflection and just recognizing the awesomeness of everything in a, in both a positive but also a difficult way.
1: I had a wonderful term the other day or I read it or something awful beauty and and it was a w full beauty uh, I just that worked so well for me for this moment, you know in you can go so many places with that an awful beauty (laughs) and that can be a a full of awe or a kind of horrendous but those two together feel so apt for this moment
2: Mm.
1: I just think it's such a kind of um, evocative um, uh, term or notion and where it takes you in your mind's eye and and then from an astrological point of view you know we're in we're in the sign of Aquarius, which is a fixed sign. And so the fixed aspect is the middle of the season. So it's really still, it's really, you know, it's really deep winter, <laughs> even though there's, Imbolc has happened and, and the kind of new moon in Aquarius is today. And that is, um, you know, Chinese new year. And it's the kind of the no beginning of the new year in lots of different cultures. And so there's that sense of like life is returning, but we're still in the deep, deep winter. Mm. And so the fixedness feels very present to me. And 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 how can that feel something which isn't a kind of, um, you know, a prison or an mm. an, an something which feels, a blocking and a disenabling, but actually something that can be deepening and Um, dimensionalizing
0: Mm. you know and we talk about the darkening especially after last month with the devil and the dark and Capricorn the Mm. kind of weight of that that even now we're still in the winter and it's still dark but suddenly there's the speckling of the stars there's a speckling of light in the darkness Mm. and even on the ground you know the snowdrops are coming up and this is you know this is a time where light is starting to kind of come through from the darkness that that darkness is just is not sterile anymore it's it's moving and it's starting to be cultivated and you know the snowdrops have this beautiful link to the you know christian faith actually with um, adam and eve when they were cast from heaven found a dismal and dark world and the snowdrop an angel came down um, and plucked up some of the snow and the snow crystals and turned it into snowdrops as a way to show about the hope of winter receding and of new life being born and the the light coming through Mm -hmm. so although like you were saying like we're in this dark midwinter the sense is different there's a sense of the light starting to to come through and new life kind of growing there's a stirring outside and within
2: Hmm. Hmm.
1: yeah and and the light is you know it's it's significantly incrementally <laughs> if you can put those two together <laughs> um growing you know 10 minutes a day and it's like longer which is a significant amount and the birds are back and and there is that sense of you know um life waking up and how But it's so hard to talk about it in abstract to the moment that we're all in collectively. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's, that's, we can't, you know, it's just, it's, it's, how does that work when, when our usual patterns of being, our usual eases are not available to us? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that, how does that sit with us? How does that land with us as this kind of, the life is regenerating and is um, emerging and, and how do we, you know, live that in the kind of conditions that we're living at the moment? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, for me, the context is everything to this moment of, of rising light and life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and the astrological context as well. Um, because it's a significant one in light of the Aquarian moment. And, you know, the Aquarius month that we're talking about um, or that we're sitting with, that we're dwelling with, that we're evoking, that we're sinking into. You know, we're um, really wanting to deepen that.
0: And can you can you give a little bit more detail about um, the feelings of Aquarius or, you know, what are these big transits that are going through beyond um, just the fact that we are in an Aquarian month? Um,
1: Well, it's it's yeah, it's. it's not really Aquarius without Taurus for the whole of this year because there's a kind of constant combination and link between the two signs and I won't go into the technicalities of that but we always think about relationship in astrology it's never one thing separate from another and so there's a very strong relationship at the moment between um, Aquarius and Taurus and they are both fixed signs so there's a Um, way in which they're in a particular seasonal they're both in a location within a season and so there's something about very entrenched things that are becoming um, available And, and Aquarius is a lot about the nervous system and Taurus is a lot about somatic patterning and and the body you know and and they're both places where things can get stuck or can get jarred or can get frozen in some way. This is from a kind of psychological point of view or from a psyche point of view, but in different ways, like the nervous system and and the kind of body system and all the sensory system can, can get stuck in patterns, can get frozen in states. And so this relationship between them and the players that are involved, the planetary players involved, is really kind of activating those areas that may or may not be um, immobilized because we're talking about fixed, entrenched uh, states, mm-hmm. but also an opportunity to deepen into each of those, you know, kind of thinking about technologies that really allow your nervous system to conduct. And I don't mean, I don't mean, you know, uh, scientific technologies. I mean, meditation is a technology. Um, going is a technology. So also, an opportunity to find things that really work on your nervous system and allow it to come into, uh, you know, to allow things to rise and move through. And the same with the Taurus, um, you know, what what somatic technologies or, or um, practices. And so, so that's really what I'm so alert to with all my work and and um, with the people that I'm seeing and within myself. There's a kind of huge opportunity to, for things to arise and become more known, as well as to really instill um, practices to uh, soothe and enable that Aquarian conducting capacity and that Taurian kind of sensual capacity, so that they're not in kind of freeze or flight or or um, shutdown mode. So that's some of what some way that's one iteration one way there's always another way to say things in astrology but that's that's what um is is the big kind of 2021 and beyond but significantly now and the new moon is a is a uh, a significant part to play in this um because we've got seven planets in this, in aquarius and that is uh you know phenomenal really and it won't happen again for a very long time so it's a very charged Aquarian moment
0: I think it feels so relevant you know we're holding a lot at the moment and there's a lot happening around us and our our um our systems are being toiled with in so many different capacities and ways. And I think after the, the stresses of last year and, and, and sort of continuing into this, I think that those energies that you're talking about of a kind of um, a movement or a repatterning of sorts, um, for me, this all links in with the hierophant, which is, you know, the year mm. at the end of the year. So yeah. it's all about creating good spiritual practices and, and coming back to self and keeping ourselves alive to what is awake within us and continuing to nurture ourselves and others. And so sort of almost through that nurture and that stillness there's a, there's a sense of of place and a kind of sense of purpose in a way is that that just being human and being alive in this is extraordinary enough. And that although we can be experiencing such difficulties that we don't have to take those into us internally, it feels like a real time for becoming aware of our place. You know, a bit like when you were saying about the, you know, the chrysalis and and that kind of the chaos that ensues when something is changing, but a sort of a, a deep trust and a deep, Sense of, of knowing that no matter what happens out there, um, no matter what is going on, even with you know, lockdowns across the world and the virus, and and that there's just this innate sense of, of sort of trust and self belief because the magic of of what we are in reality, you know, what we are as humans. And for me, like when I look at the stars, and when I think about the stars, and when you're talking about all of like all of those links and how where the sun is in the sky and um, all of these planets coming and how that affects us, you know, as above, so below for me, that is such a tangible um, reality of, of magic and the utter extraordinary nature of the cosmos and ourselves. And like, if we just look down at our hands and see ourselves and our bodies and like all of this body is working for me, there's, there's just a sense of um, really coming into being and appreciating what we are almost regardless of the fact that you know it's it's almost sort of separating ourselves from the chaos and coming into center um,
1: or letting yeah or letting it work on you and mm-hmm. through you i mean that's something i'm really noticing in my in my work with you know and um, my astrological work with clients is just how there's no there's no shutting it out mm-hmm. stuff is just um you know, deep-seated patterns are really coming to the surface, and and I, and and really, things are being shown, and it's about how we can, uh, from what I'm really experiencing, how we can be with that and journey with it and not be in aversion to it, and actually, and this is, you know, deep Aquarian. Taurus realm, you know, um, and it's square work and it's Uranus work and it's all the planetary players involved. Um, And it's, it's, um, it's kind of, things can't be avoided now. There's such an eruptive um, impacting situation. And, and from, you know, the Aquarian part is really on the nervous system. And is really in terms of how we kind of, keep that sense of the sacred at the centre and the soul at the centre and then everything can, and that's, you know, um, not particularly Aquarian, but there is something about um, the multiplicity of perspectives which an Aquarian sensibility can hold that helps to um, recognise the kind of experiences that you're having and how to contextualise them and not be not re-traumatize yourself in a way by being in aversion to them or blocking them or running from them or freezing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I'm really noticing in my work is that the places where people have frozen or the places where people have dismembered or the places where people have, um, you know, blocked are just becoming so visible, apparent, and it's shocking, but there's also something incredibly liberating about that. And that's, you know, that's another Aquarian word to kind of um, the great awakener, the the great liberator is part of, you know, the Aquarian and the Uranian. I mean, those two don't always go together, but there is something, if we think about, I'd love to hear more about the star, Tansy, because, you know, the, the, the Aquarian symbol is, the water bearer, and, and what is being poured from the urn, you know, what is that substance, which is is in the symbol of Aquarius that is being poured, you know, is it, it's kind of, to me, is as a cosmological substance, which is uh, bringing, you know, immense fertility, um, but it's mm-hmm. from another dimension. It's not, it's not from, the earth itself it's from another dimension and so really sitting with that image I wonder how that sits with the star card I'm really curious about the relationship there um yeah because if this uh, yeah
0: I'd love to hear yeah I mean well actually you know everything yeah well everything that you say is really linked to the star card too because you know mm. she's sitting naked kneeling you know most exposing position that we can have and the most vulnerable we are stripped of everything and so what you were saying in in the sense of um you know people coming to you in this capacity of you know looking at what has been frozen and needing to be worked through it is coming into our true vulnerability and allowing us to be there so that we can expose what um needs to be released and uh there there can be a real overwhelm in that and a real shock capacity in that you know of being naked essentially to others and to ourselves when we are sort of open in that way um and the kneeling of that is in a sense of you know deeper exposition but also of like the praying position of kneeling bowing before ourselves in the world and and recognizing the, the richness of of that sort of vulnerability um, and the need for it um but yeah so the aquarian the link she's pouring, this this water, and I think in in terms of the Aquarian stories, it's it's the ambrosia of life. And in the card, she's pouring um for me, it's it's like it's the essence, the deep essence of life, which honestly is, is just sort of pure love and just pure um the sort of continuation of spirit and life, and how we are pouring that out both onto the land, so the sense of nurturing that around us and keeping. Um, the world, sort of moving and alive and nourished with our love and our experience and our care, and the waters, you know, it's like you know, water when it lays still can become stagnant, and so we're pouring it in. That it's like it's moving that emotion, moving it through us and stirring our creativity, stirring our emotions, and um, using that love to to move like move the energies within us like if we think of ourselves as being both material and water um or matter and spirit um it's like we're, we're we're sort of balancing again both we're feeding both we're feeding both the body and um spirit and we're feeding both the physical um and the internal and that's that sort of link um there also mm.
2: um,
1: i i also feel that she's pouring from the stars mm when I, I feel like that is a kind of um, stardust or cosmological waters. I feel that she's a, a, a you know, Aquarius is a bridger, that bridges realms. And there's something in that star card which has that quality as well for me.
0: Yeah, well, what's really interesting is actually the star card, particularly in the Thoth deck, is actually based on Newt, Newt which is oh. the Egyptian goddess of the sky. Uh-huh. So she wraps herself completely around the earth, protecting the earth a oh. sense of encompassment um, yeah. and sense of protection in that way.
1: And there's something also that, you know, uh, an Aquarian can provide a sense of uh, a sense of perspective and a sense of perspective which is kind of cosmologically encompassing. <laughs> if you can get a perspective which is cosmologically encompassing, it's, it's kind of another contradiction, but I, I like those kind of phrases. Um, uh, and so there's something in that that sh- that, that the um, the bridging is the, the kind of quality of perspective that's possible without but without the disassociation you know that's the that's the the kind of um i often call it the shadow and the the shine of a card is that there can be a sense of perspective but with disassociation so how to kind of keep that bridging sense at work and and you know with with her being on the on the land and pouring, but also with her head in the stars. Mm -hmm. To me, there's a kind of beautiful way in which she encapsulates the kind of full potential there of the Aquarian sensibility of of bridging realms and bridging communication and bridging dimensions and and keeping the kind of perspective of the more than as well as the immediate. And, Mm -hmm. And that's, for me, and, and, and just another thing I'll say in light of that, which I think is, is really important with this new moon, is that lunation cycles have this incredible um, beauty within them where the, the new moon of a sign, six months later, you have the full moon of that sign. So we have the f- new moon in Aquarius today, um, along with you know the six, six other planets. And the full moon of Aquarius will be in... July so there's something about that cycle which I would really encourage people to kind of um, especially because of the potency of this Aquarian moment especially because of the potency of what we're all in the midst of and that kind of like, where will we be in six months time? There's no given on that anymore. I mean, there never was, but there's even less of that at the moment, or it's more apparent that there never was. Um, and so that's, I think that's something just to kind of name here as well on this really charged new moon. And and then what, what, what you can see grow or what you can, um, in that kind of Aquarian sensibility in july so anyway i've said a lot to you so um.
0: mm, perfect and you know i love that you were also talking about the the shining to like the shining qualities and for mm. you know, that's the star um is also about you know i love the head in the the stars and the feet on the ground and we are that we are uh, the bridge, uh, uh. we are the ones who can have perspective, can see, can understand. We're the only creature on this planet that can have perspective in that capacity, that can have our head in the stars, can can see them, can appreciate them, can understand and recognize the stories and how they work within us and to have our feet on the ground and to be of the earth. Like that's, and that's the point in the star card too, is it's like, believe in the star that you are, like believe in your capacity to shine uh, because uh. you are the bridge you are this incredible being and we get so caught up in the weight and the heaviness and actually there's a real sense of yeah recognizing our place in the cosmos
2: yeah
1: yes and i think that goes back to um what our pre-discussion before we came on about you know how you see the stars and there's something about you know taking your sight to the stars as in just taking your eyes up there and dwelling there and being there there's something for me, incredibly comforting, like hugely comforting. It's like a big, heavy blanket, which can fill, um, for me, is a very comforting rather than a suffocating feeling. And that there's something enveloping about that. And there's something studying, because they are there. They are always there and in their constellations. And they there's, it's a, it's a deep nurturing space for me, the night sky, um, and a very uh, comforting one. And I, I mean, I, I, I get up in the dark because of that. I, I love the kind of enveloping feeling of it and the, and the deep privacy and the, and the um, lack of glare. Or it's a different type of glare. Isn't it? And, and, you know, the, nights, the night lights are very different to the daylights. Uh, in terms of planetary and stars and so I think just going back to that sense of bridging and that you are the star and how you can create that relationship with that quality by just constantly taking your perspective into the night sky and, and really feeling that that kind of um, cycle at work and and that you know the 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 you you and the sky and the land and that constant you know we are cycles within cycles within cycles um and there's the stars can remind us of that in so many ways both just being with them physically and then obviously dwelling with them from a kind of astrological chart
0: point of view That was actually such a perfect way to end because I know that you have to go. Um, I just, that was just so beautiful as a as a conclusion. Um, and I also just wanted to add that I know that some people feel the opposite when they go outside and, you know, experiencing incredible vulnerability mm. in the mm. uh, awesomeness of, you know, the night sky and how infin- infinite it is. Mm that is also a recognition of yourself. You know, what is it about that that creates that kind of anxiety or fear? Mm. And, um, you know, actually, when you, I think when you actually get your head into the stars and when you start to connect with planets and the cycles, this starts to become much more of a a recognition of the kind of um, the beauty of the movements and that they are part of you. They're not this sort of distant and mm. beyond. It's all encompassed. It's all part of Um, it's all embracing but I think it's yeah it's interesting to recognize how you feel
1: and the and the rhythm of that and that's what we're looking at so much isn't it rhythm Mm -hmm. with light and life and the kind of rhythm of light and life through the year and these signs and how they iterate it anew each you know in each month um
0: yeah and so if anybody wants to join us um of course for enchanting fortuna amanda is the astrologer and i am the tarot reader uh or tarot teacher and um yeah we will we will be here to to give classes and more information on all that we've been discussing today but amanda i just wanted to say thank you so much again for being on the podcast and um yeah it's just always a joy to talk with you
1: thank you for having me T. you too It was a delight.
0: So I really hope that you enjoyed that conversation between myself and Amanda. For me, it was a really lovely, nourishing way to to share the themes together and to explore ideas together and to recognise that we are all experiencing the energies of February together. And they take place within our lives in very different ways, but holding space for all that emerges is really important. And yes, to nourish yourself and to nourish others and to keep looking up at those stars and seeing the great wisdom contained there. When we look at the sky and we look at the land and we look at our bodies, we can see the unity between all of them. We can see the magic and the majesty of it all. And sometimes when we get taken too far into the darkness or we find ourselves unstable or wobbling or unrooted or ungrounded, it's really important to bring back our awareness and our attention to what is really valuable and what is really there, what is really at the heart of experience and existence. And to sort of share a story around that actually that happened very recently that really has affected me. Um, I think I was finding myself just getting carried away with the work that I'm doing and being in Madeira and all of those things that Mercury Retrograde uh, came through and unfortunately I crashed my car. And so I was really devastated because it's a higher car and I'm not sure if my insurance is going to cover me. And I knew that it was going to be incredibly expensive. Uh, It was the whole bumper was ripped out from underneath. And so I was trying to sort of fix it at the side of the road, trying to push up the bumper and to stop it from pushing on my tyre. And this little man came over and was sort of, he was driving past and he stopped and he came up and he helped me and he found some wire and we tied it up um, together And just afterwards I just felt sort of overwhelmed by it all and I just started crying about just feeling into the accident and it was just a very silly thing to have happened and I knew it would be incredibly expensive. And he just looked at me and he said, don't cry, I buried my wife today. And it's not to say that, you know, that that is something um, that we have to kind of live by or that I you know we have to kind of go to that extreme but it was such an important lesson to just recognize the the ups and downs of life that we live in the sort of figure of eight where things rise and they fall and they rise again but at the essence is experience is existence is life and that is the most important thing and so sometimes we just need to really step out of our own Minds sometimes and and just recognize how extraordinary it is to just be alive. It really it helped me in so many ways to just let go of uh, the worry about the money and the car and to yeah to hold on to what was important and that is health and life and love. So I really hope that you will consider having a look at EnchantingFortuna.com to see if you want to join us on this journey. And if you do want to purchase um, the class from last month or the ceremony, then you can do so on the website uh, and it would be lovely to have you join us. So um, I will connect you to Amanda Simon um, in the notes below and I can be found at TansyAlexandra.com and sending you all my deepest blessings.
3: Across valleys folding, across waters
2: frozen,
3: across the time between my dawn and your setting sun. These are stories blowing, these words tender showing. How can I touch the shape of wing bandings falling away? Oh tongue such free free, oh mind let it be. Oh, land, teach me how to lay in the storming wind Across hearts aching, across skies breaking Across the time between our suns I'm lost in your stars By the light of the dark moon Just be as you are Just do as you do By grace and devotion By letting go, letting go of everything By breath as it takes you By the light of the dark moon I'm lost in your star Two-toned, moment-wide breathing. Stay with it. I aim for the place between all longing and letting be. Speaking honey, wine-making wishes star-side. These are the arrows in the battle of becoming. Make me a warrior, hummingbird, disarming. You be a compass to guide this flight. Take me surrendered, film. Over the roots of this endless sky I'm lost in your so by the light of the dark moon just be as you are just do as you do by grace and By breath it takes you, by the light of the dark moon, I'm lost in your stuff. do as you do by grace and devotion by letting go